This is Brain Diet, a life coaching podcast, episode number 91. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. Hi, friends. Welcome to this episode of Brain Diet. Have you downloaded my five-tip diet that has nothing to do with food yet? If you haven't, please do. It's really awesome, and it's been fun to see how much people are loving it. It's really helpful when you are wondering where to start or even how to keep going when it comes to your health and your fitness, because the world tends to be quite saturated with information on what to do and how to do it. And so this is the foundation, the five tips that can immediately improve your health if you start to implement them without yet having to pay attention to the food part, which of course is important, but sometimes that can be overwhelming and there are other things, other pieces that contribute to the puzzle as a whole. So if you haven't downloaded that, the link will be in the show notes. If you follow me on Instagram, you can also get it over there. It's just at Taylor Ann Macy. Today, we are talking about taking action to feel better. A behavior pattern common to many of us is, oh, I feel something. I'm going to go and do something about it. I am not talking about taking action from an emotion necessarily. For example, if you are feeling motivated, that drives you to maybe go run five miles, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, I feel something and I'm going to go do something to make it go away. When we have the agenda of whatever we're feeling, we don't want to feel it. Thus, we are working to make it stop, to make it go away. An example of this is someone saying, I'm feeling really unsettled. So I'm going to go and make sure all of the doors in our house are locked in order to make this feeling of unsettled go away. I think we have developed a collective belief system across our society that feeling negatively is something that we need to solve for. Thus, this behavior pattern emerges for many of us. I'm feeling something negative and I believe that I shouldn't be. I believe that something is wrong if I'm feeling this. I'm going to take action to make this emotion go away. I'm going to take action to feel better. Here is why I believe this approach to our emotions is a problem. Trying to make negative emotions not happen, trying to frantically make them go away is like trying to make hunger not happen. Hunger is an inevitable occurrence as part of being human, as is negative emotion. So we are working against our human design when we try to solve for our humanness. And then that makes us try harder because it doesn't work. And then we exhaust ourselves in the pursuit of solving for what is the reality of life that we experience negative emotions. And it isn't something that we can ever make go away necessarily. It is a part of what we experience when we are alive. The second reason that I think that this is a problem is when you take action to solve for negative emotions, you are using something external to solve for an internal problem. Hence, the problem doesn't entirely get solved. It just kind of gets put at bay until the next time it happens and we're kind of on our guard for it. It's as if we are a victim to our emotions, which feels terrible. And the last reason that I think that 
it's a problem to take action to feel better is it just gets in the way. It's like a habit that we have to feed with something outside of us in order to get relief. And that's annoying (laughs) to have to be on your guard at all times to say, oh, if I'm feeling something, I need to solve for it. I need to take action. For example, this has happened multiple times when I am on a date with my husband and I see billowing smoke in the distance, you know, like across the city or whatever, and maybe we're downtown, whatever. And my immediate thought is our house might be on fire and burning down. And so I feel really uneasy, right? And the smoke isn't what's making me feel uneasy. It's my thought that it might be my house that's burning down. And so if I am creating a problem for myself with how I am thinking, leaving the date, ending the date early and running home to make sure that it isn't my house that's on fire is using something external to solve for a problem that I created in my mind. And it got in the way of what I imagine would be a really fun date. How you feel, the emotions you experience, they are caused by thoughts that you are thinking and not what is outside of you. Just as with the smoke, it wasn't the smoke that makes me feel uneasy. It's what I make it mean. It's the way that I think about it. Solving for emotions doesn't come from doing something. When you are taking action, again, you are using something external to solve for something that originated internally. And oftentimes taking action in this way can serve as a way of making an emotion even more present because what you're doing is trying to work against it. You're not listening to the internal messaging system that's relaying this emotion and trying to figure out the cause and the source of it all. You are trying to work against it and fight against it by taking action, which can sometimes make it even more present and more intense. Solving for emotions comes from looking inward. It comes from noticing what you're thinking. It comes from taking ownership over what you are feeling. I feel this way because of the thought that I am thinking. And when you can approach yourself and understand yourself with so much love, you need nothing outside of you to feel differently. You need nothing outside of you to feel better. You don't have to uproot your date night in order to feel better. It's something that you have the ability to solve for without having to take action. There are actions that we can take to care for ourselves with our best interest in mind that are for our greatest benefit. And then there are actions that might seem kind and good. They might seem like they fit in this category, but that really hurt us in the long run. We think that some things we do are loving and kind when in reality, they suppress what's going on for us. And I'll give you an example of this. This happens to me relatively often where I'm sitting on the floor with my kids playing with toys and it is time for me to be with the kids. It's what I planned. It's part of our day and I start feeling restless. And so my instinct is to say, let me just go put in a load of laundry really quick. Let me just go get the chicken out of the freezer to defrost for dinner tonight. Let me just go check this one thing really quick on my laptop that's relating to work that I can just look at and make sure that it's okay. This is what's happening in my brain. Let me just go, let me, let me just go do something. I'm feeling restless and my brain wants to go do something. And it seems like it's just this underlying noise of something needs to be done about this restlessness. When I'm sitting with my kids and trying to just enjoy time being with them, this gets in the way. If I'm trying to solve for my emotions by going to do other things, it gets in the way of my life. It gets in the way of me being present with my kids, enjoying my kids. And so in that moment, when I'm able to sit with them and say, oh, 
I'm feeling restless. I'm feeling restless because of a thought that I'm having that's some version of, I need to do something about this. Oh, let me just go check this. Let me just go do this really quick. Does that mean I have to do any of those things? Of course not. I can just sit with my kids and feel restlessness. That is not a problem. This can also look like feeling bored or stressed or confused or overwhelmed and grabbing a snack. When you're feeling these emotions and you're like, oh, I'm just going to go grab something really quick. We might feel momentarily better in these moments right after grabbing the snack, but does that momentary relief mean that we're actually happier and solved? Or have we just put ourselves into a space that makes us less aware of ourselves, less aware of our emotions, and less aware of our discomfort? When we are experiencing emotions, that is the truth of our reality. That is what we are experiencing. And when we do things to numb ourselves from that, we deny ourselves the experience of what's true. We lose self-awareness because we are blocking ourselves from what we're truly experiencing. This can also look like taking action to solve for anxiety. Sometimes when we feel anxious, we have, again, this idea, I need to do something about this. That's a lie. You do not need to do anything about your anxiety. Did you know this? That anxiety in and of itself isn't a problem and it isn't going to hurt you. Anxiety, along with any other emotion, is just like a weather system. It's just your internal weather. Like, okay, sun, this is what we have today. Rain, this is what we have today. Snow, this is what we have today. Anxiety, this is what we have today. And instead of how can I get rid of this weather? How can I change this weather? It's like, okay, this is what we have today. How can I take care of myself when I am experiencing this weather? How can I understand myself and know where I'm going to be and how I'm going to be feeling and just make sure I wear a coat or wear sandals? How can I take care of myself in the face of these emotions and understand what's going on for me instead of trying to change it, instead of trying to act your way out of it? Another example is feeling uncertain about something and trying to force find information to make you feel differently. Certainty feels safe to our brain. So when we feel uncertain, sometimes our brain can make that mean that something has gone wrong, that uncertainty is a problem. When in reality, feeling uncertain comes from our mind, it comes from thoughts that we are thinking, and it doesn't have to be a problem. The way that I think about this is I, my family and I are really into fantasy football and I love fantasy football. I've won. I think hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm going to win this year. <laughs> but when we were doing the fantasy football draft, I was looking for info on players to feel certain that they were a good choice. I was feeling uncertain about the players that I was choosing because I wanted to know that I was going to win and I didn't know for sure because I wasn't, you can't be certain. And so I was feeling uncertain and trying to solve for it by looking for information to help myself feel more certain. And that kind of got in the way of just enjoying the draft because I was so bent on taking action to feel differently. But you can't have certainty with the future. You can't, unfortunately, have certainty when it comes to your fantasy football players and how they're going to perform, right? And so when you can recognize that you are capable of feeling uncertain, allowing for that emotion to be there and not have it be a problem, it makes life so much more enjoyable. Another example of this is when someone is feeling bored or restless, awkward, uncomfortable, or impatient in a waiting room. This is fascinating to observe in 
doctor's offices, in restaurants, whatever it is, when people are waiting, there nowadays are so few people that aren't looking at their phone. These people will feel these emotions. And of course, this isn't everybody, but it's just fascinating to observe when it does happen that you can tell that they're feeling an emotion and you've probably experienced this yourself. I know I certainly have. And it's like, let me just grab my phone. Let me just look. Let me just scroll. I don't have anything to do, but let me just look at something really quickly. And what we are doing is trying to solve for emotions by looking at our phone. And what happens is then you have no awareness of other people in the waiting rooms anymore. You become completely secluded and in your own world to where you aren't aware of what's happening around you. What do you think would happen if you challenged yourself to sit in a waiting room for 10 minutes without looking at anything, without grabbing your phone, without looking at a magazine? What do you think you would notice? This is such a fascinating experiment to try because we are so blessed with access to technology, but sometimes we use it in this way to solve for an internal problem. So what if you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable? So what if you're feeling a little bit impatient? What would happen if you just allowed for that discomfort, for that impatience just to be there and you just sat with it, gave it permission to be there? Another example of taking action to feel better is wanting something to be over so that then you can feel better. Like when I just get this finished, then I will feel happier. When I just achieve this weight loss number, then I will be able to relax a little bit. And what happens is when you are believing, if if you're feeling an emotion currently in the moment that is uncomfortable and you're believing that taking action or achieving some type of milestone will make you feel better, you don't get to enjoy the moment now. And you're giving credit to an outside circumstance for making you feel a certain way. But remember, thoughts create your feelings. So if you're feeling uncomfortable now, if you're feeling sadness now, if you're feeling stress now, it's coming from the way that you're thinking. And the great news is that you don't have to wait for a milestone in order to feel better. All you have to do is manage the way that you are thinking about your life and about your tasks and about the things that you are doing. When you are just waiting for the next thing, you miss out on so much of your life. And again, it comes back to that idea of feeding a habit. Like we need to just have something over with in order to feel better. And we need that next thing. We need that next thing just to be over with. And we need our life to look a certain way so that we can feel a certain way. That is a desperate and ineffective effort in order to feel better. If you want to feel better, feel your feelings. Another example of this is when I read at night, I love to read books and I get into bed. It's one of my favorite parts of the day when I get to get up into my covers and all of that and open up my book. Actually, I read a Kindle sometimes, so not really opening a book. But when I'm sitting there reading, when I start, it seems like every couple of words will trigger a thought of something on my to-do list or something that I need to think through, or it'll remind me of like an interaction that I had today that I needed to think through to make sure I didn't do anything stupid. Like my brain struggles in the beginning to relax and just enjoy my book. It thinks, okay, we're feeling a little bit restless. There are things we need to think through. Maybe, maybe you should go check if the doors are locked. Maybe you should think about that interaction that you had with that person and make sure that you didn't look like my brain is so funny this way where it just is so noisy when I start to read the book. And it's really like every couple of words will trigger this for me. And so what I have to do in these moments is remind myself, my brain is doing this. It's offering all of these ideas of things I should do because maybe I'm feeling a little bit restless and nothing has gone wrong. This is happening and it's okay. It's just my brain being a little bit noisy and an emotion that I'm totally capable of experiencing. And I've told myself when I'm laying in bed, I'm not going to get up and do anything. I've just decided that 
Most things, if I really need to do them, I can absolutely do them in the morning. And so if I've decided now that I'm not going to take any action, I'm not going to get out of bed and do anything, I'm not going to entertain the ideas from my brain to do so. I'm not going to sacrifice reading my book and the enjoyment of that. I'm not going to sacrifice my sleep just to take action in an effort to feel better. No fun. It's way more fun just to enjoy reading a book and let our brains do what they do. That doesn't have to be a problem. Taking action doesn't actually make us feel better. Taking action is a way of avoiding what's going on for us emotionally. And it disconnects us from ourselves and from our life when we are constantly, I need to take action so that I can feel better. Here is how I like to approach this. If this is something that you notice in yourself, if this is something that you might think is a problem for you and you do want to work on this, here is how I approach this. When I feel an emotion, I will ask myself, why do I need to do anything right now? I'm feeling restless. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling uncomfortable. Why do I need to do anything about this? What might happen if I just sit with this and check in with what's going on for me? I have a dear friend who is in a newer relationship and she came to me and was like, well, I just, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do next. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what he's thinking. And I just, I'm, I'm feeling so unsettled about it all. And I asked her, I said, well, you like him, right? She said, yes. And I said, okay, then why do you need to do anything? (laughs) And it was like relief washed over her face. Like she realized, I know everything I need to know right now. And yes, there is some uncertainty. And maybe I'm feeling a little bit unsettled about where the relationship might go. But that didn't mean that she had to do anything about it. It just meant that right now, she was sure that she liked him. She was experiencing an emotion. The end. Nothing needed to be done. There is a lot of relief in this, ironically. When we are taking action to solve for emotions, we are generally seeking relief from emotions. But when you drop into the emotions and just allow them to be there, there's so much relief. You get relief from fighting against it. And when we don't drop into our emotions, when we fight against them and resist them and avoid them, we get frantic in taking action and it exhausts us. This can actually show up when people are really productive. Sometimes productivity, someone that's really good at getting things done, can be an indication that this person has a difficult time just being with themselves. When they sit with themselves, perhaps they have thoughts that create feelings that are negative for them. And because they don't want to feel them, they take action to avoid them, which can show up as getting a lot of things done. So on the surface, it might seem like a good thing, But when you're outrunning your life, you will burn out. You will exhaust yourself. So we can develop some self-awareness with this. Am I taking action to really connect to myself? Or am I taking action to outrun myself? I love taking my dog on a walk by myself. Without music, without a podcast, I love to walk and just let my brain have space to breathe so that I can hear it. And initially it's like, oh, I want to listen to something. I want to like, there is that moment of, wait, I I don't want to actually feel what I'm feeling. Let me just do something else. Let me listen to something else instead of my own brain. And I anticipate that. I know my brain's going to struggle in the beginning, but then I know that when I actually listen to myself and just let my brain breathe, what awaits me on the other side is relaxation and relief and peace. It's the same thing when I'm driving alone. I will not have any music on. 
And sometimes it's really tempting. Let's do music. Let's do a podcast, right? And that's okay. I, I do that a lot of the time too. But when I can challenge myself to drive alone, to be in silence and just let my brain breathe and think, those types of actions connect me with myself. It's an indication that I am doing something that's loving to myself by listening, by hearing what my brain has to say and feeling what emotions come with the thoughts that my brain is thinking. You can take action like this to better allow your body to function, to listen more to your body versus taking action to avoid what you're feeling, to avoid what you're thinking, to numb it and push it away, which of course compounds it and can make it worse. When it is our goal to create well-being instead of a general state of happiness, we stop denying the part of ourselves that's human. Well-being is a state of being comfortable, healthy, and at peace from within. And what I want to add to that idea is that well-being is being at peace with what's within. Meaning being at peace with the emotions that you are experiencing and not being in such an urgent rush to solve for them. To feel better, you have to feel And if you don't believe me, you can continue taking action to try to feel better. But if that's not achieving your desired outcome of well-being, if you still feel unsettled and you feel like it just chases you a little bit, then it's worth a shot to try it this way. It's worth a shot to try feeling what you're feeling, even if just for a couple of minutes. So three things that you can do to actually feel better instead of taking action. Number one is just pause. Whatever it is that you are feeling, pause. The part of our brain that wants to take action to solve for this, to solve for negative emotions is really quick and urgent. That's why it's like, we got to do something now. We got to do something now. We got to do something now. And so pausing like halts it a little bit and creates a little bit of space. So thing number one, pause. Thing number two that you can do to actually feel better is ask yourself, what am I thinking that's creating this? What thoughts are going through my head that's making these emotions come up for me? And then number three, to ask yourself, why do I need to do anything? What if I didn't do anything? What might happen? When we learn that we can be unhappy and still be fine, it opens up a realm of possibilities and we stop running away from our life. When you can get really good at feeling negative emotions, you get to stop outrunning yourself. You get to quit that race. What a relief, right? You can have negative emotion. You can do nothing but let it just hang out and be there and you can still be fine. Did you know this? That you can do nothing about your negative emotion other than just allow it and you will be okay? Try it. Next time you feel something, see what happens if you just give it permission to be there without acting on it for 10 minutes. I promise it's at least worth a try. My friends, if you are interested in working one-on-one with me, If you are interested in diving deeper into this, I would love to connect with you. You can schedule a free mini session with me at the link in the show notes. And remember as always to download the five tip diet that has nothing to do with food. I promise it will be a huge benefit for you. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you soon. 